0: Welcome and thank you for downloading the Trinity Now podcast, recorded live from Trinity Church of Weston Chapel. For more information about Trinity Church, please visit us online at TrinityChurchNow.com. Now, let's join Pastor Dave. Open your Bibles, please, to 1 Corinthians 9, 24-27. If you, uh, if you could ever see what I got up here, I've got uh, markers in, in my Bible. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight different markers. We're going to be in Scripture today, folks. Ain't no kidding about it. Ain't no kidding about it. Boy, we're going to be. And, uh, and so it's, this is going to be a great day. So let's all stand for the reading of God's Word. Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may obtain it. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. Therefore I run thus... Not with uncertainty, thus I fight, not as one who beats the air, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should be disqualified. Let's bow our heads. Our Heavenly Father, I thank you so much just for the opportunity to be here together and to have worshipped together, but now to open your word. And Lord, how precious that is in your sight. And I ask, my dear Lord, that, that you would just watch over each and every one of us, that your spirit would come in amongst us, opening our hearts and our minds, lead us in a direction that only you could lead. And in all of it, the glory is yours. And so we pray this now in your most wonderfully precious name. Amen. You may be seated. but uh, Please, you want to leave your Bibles open. Yeah, you know, a subject um, that, that I wanted to speak about um, weeks ago, actually, and, and then uh, ended up getting sick, and, and uh, I, I, you know, I wasn't able to do that. Came back, you know, of course, last week, and, and uh, it just wasn't, wasn't right. You know, we had communion going, and, and so it wasn't the time that I could, that I could do this. Uh, when I originally was going to talk about this, um, this is when the Olympics was going on, and uh, and so it was. Uh, it would have it would have been appropriate from you know for the for the Olympics. Uh, the Olympics can still be um, fresh in our minds. Um, I know that that it was. It's an exciting time. It's it's fun to watch the Olympics. Um, you know, it, but you you look at, at all of the, the medals that are given out. Um, I, I'm not really sure what, what determines how many, how many uh, uh, Olympians, how many athletes go on, on each individual uh, country's team. But, you know, there were so many people that were involved in this. And, and there was a pride. There was a, there's a pride that, that goes with being part of, of your country's uh, team to go and to, and to be on, on the world stage um, you know, one of the ones that, you know, is kind of, kind of, well, I don't want to say it's comical because these guys work hard at this. But the Jamaicans having a bobsled team, come on, you know, where do they practice? But, it, you know, it's, it is, it's still, you know, those guys are proud to be able to do that. And, and you watch them call countries, some of which I've never heard of before, but, you know, yet they're there, and, and, and you watch, and, and one person will parade out for that, for that country. And, you know, their goal was to make it there, and they did it, they did it. Um, also, you know, we just got over with, with uh, you know, over with the Olympics, and that's still fresh in our minds, we just got over with the Oscars, which are stale in my mind, and, and I cannot stand it, and I won't watch it, I'm, I'm sorry, you know, it's, it's um, anyway, um, but you know, I do like to watch in the Olympics, if, if you can get Bob Costas to quit talking about politics, um, I, I like to watch the segments on the different athletes, and, and the struggles, and, and all that they go through um, to get to that place. I, I don't really care about 20 years after Tanya Harding did something. I don't care about that. What I care about are the athletes, and I wish they'd stick to it, but it's interesting. Some of them have, have great stories. There is so much that they've gone through to, to get to the point of being at the, on a world stage and representing their country um, in, in an athletic event. It's tough. It's hard to do. And, and they give up a lot. A lot. Because, you know, some of them, the goal is to get there. But there's many others. The goal is not to get there. The goal is a medal. And and the work that they have to go through to get to a, a, a medal level in in the Olympics, and how difficult that really is, and you say, well, you know, I, we're we're the type that, that a lot of times, well, you did a good job, and they would turn around, they look at you and say, I came in fourth. I, it it just doesn't count because this is not what I work for. I work for a medal. And, and, and it means something to them. And they strive in this. And, and you know, they, they have that. What they're, what they're aiming for, there's a purpose in it. And yes, some of them, the purpose is to make it to the Olympics. But, but to, make a, to, to get a, a gold, silver, or bronze medal is their purpose. It is what drives them. It drives them. And, and it is strictly... It is strictly a hard work effort to, to be able to get to that point. Um, you know, not just the Olympics, but in, in sports in general. There, there are so many that, that work hard. You know, when you look at football, it does not count. You know, uh, um, players who, who are, are put into the, uh, the Hall of Fame... Um, uh, let, me, let me say, uh, uh, Jim Kelly, um, quarterback for the Buffalo Bills, um, he, you know, awesome quarterback, golly, the Bills were so tough for four years, and four years straight, they, they went to the Super Bowl, nobody has done that, but does anybody care about that? No, because they never won the Super Bowl. And you see, when Jim Kelly got put into the Hall of Fame, it was, he was put into the Hall of Fame. He was an awesome quarterback, and he deserved to go into the Hall of Fame, but it wasn't that he went to the show. He didn't win the show. He didn't win the Super Bowl. And, and it was almost like there was an asterisk there, you know, next to his name. There isn't, but, but that was. And I, I know how, you know, that, he probably thinks of that too. But that's something that, that there was a purpose. There's a purpose in what they do. The purpose is the Super Bowl or the World Series. You know, pitchers who are, on, are, just, great, are just great players and, and they don't get to the World Series, they never, world, never have a World Series, or, or the Stanley Cup in hockey. No hockey fans here, huh? <laughs> but, you know, there's a purpose here. And the purpose is to achieve the medal. Apostle, the Apostle Paul, he gets this. He gets this, and and this is what he's trying to tell us, to understand um, our desire, the desire that we have in, in our hearts, a desire that God gives us to compete, and Paul gets that, he understands that, to not only compete, but to win the prize, You'll hear Paul talk about this, and he does in in this scripture that I read this morning. Um, there there is there's a prize to be won. And and the prize that he's talking about, folks, he's he's not talking to the unsaved here. He's talking to the church. He's talking to you, is what are this is who he's speaking to here. He's talking to, to Christians. And, and he's, he's using this analogy of, of running the race, running for the prize, um, because of the Greek games. They could all relate to this. He's in Corinth. He's, he's speaking to those in Corinth, in the, in the Olympics that they have, and, and, and the, the Greek races. And, and, he, and he says, you know, many run this race. Many of them do. But only one wins. There's only one who comes in first place. He didn't talk about silver or bronze here. He only talks about gold. And he says everybody runs this race, but, but only one wins. But what do they win? They win a perishable crown. How many of you watched the Olympics? How many of did? Okay. Did, was there something that you noticed when they do a close-up to somebody who won um, a medal? What do they do? Arr, they bite it. Did you ever hear about the old "Don't let somebody slip you a wooden nickel"? Huh? It's—is this real? Arr, you know, and it was—it just kind of caught on. I don't know who did that first, but somebody did. But here's the idea: in all the work that they did, in in all of the. You know, they even do commercials on it and, and, and showing you just how hard these athletes work to get to that point, to win that medal, and then they take it and they bite it. Hmm. Well, it's a perishable crown. It's a perishable prize that they get. If it was made of the right material, it could rust and go away, or someone could come and they could steal it from them. Every once in a while, you see a, see a player get in, in financial trouble and they'll sell their Super Bowl ring or something like that. Perishable. Perishable. They lose it. It can be lost. It's like the bronze, the gold, the silver. It's, it's perishable. When they die, it means nothing. It only means something on this earth. And that is perishable. See, Paul says that, that our Christian life, we should run that race just like they run the race to gain that perishable crown. We should run that race. And, and, and the Christian life, he's looking at here and he's comparing it to an, athlete, an athlete's life. Win the crown. Go for the crown. Go for the gold. Go for it. Go for it. As an athlete, if... if you do nothing if, if you don't work out every day, if, if they don't hold the schedule like they hold the schedule to be constantly working and working and working, setting everything else aside, setting aside family, setting aside friendships, setting aside everything. Why? To get that get that crown. There's, there's an effort. But the see, the thing is, is if they don't do that, Well, they don't win anything. They don't win anything. And Paul says, and Paul says this, in your Christian life, if you don't do anything, guess what? You don't get anything. You don't get anything. So what do Christians win? What do we win? (laughs) Why, I'm glad you asked that. In your bulletin is, is a paper for the choir dinner. On the back of it is blank. That's where you can take notes. Because I'm going to tell you about all that you win. And I'm going to back it up with scripture. And you might want to take notes. Because there are crowns. Oh, I don't know, mine is. See, I got it like that. There's a... I'm not taking notes, mine are done. So here are the crowns that the Lord gives The faithful. For serving him, for serving him, first one is is in james in James one twelve, and it 's called the Crown of Life, The Crown of Life, as soon as I find it, James one twelve, where it says, "Got it, blessed is the man who endures temptation for When he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. It's it's those, it's a a crown that that is given to, to those that are enduring the testing, the trials, the tribulation, and are still faithful to the Lord. Folks... These crowns you're going to find are given to those who are active in the faith. Active in the faith. Those who who are are trying to to bring the word of God, to bring testimony, to to reach out to somebody who is hurting, to do all the things that that these goals that we set for the church are, are looking at. And and this particular crown he gives to those who are having to endure the testing and the trials and the tribulations that come along with reaching out into a community. It's tough. It's difficult. Look at the next one. The next one is in 1 Thessalonians 2, 19 through 20. And it's called the crown of rejoicing. A crown of rejoicing. And this this is such such an awesome such an awesome scripture 1 Thessalonians 2 19 and 20 where it says for what is our hope our or joy or crown of rejoicing is it not even you in the presence of our lord jesus christ at his coming for you are our glory and joy folks That's saying, why do I reach out to people? Why do I do something for someone in the community? Is it so that they come to church? Man, that's nice, but no. It's so that you could stand in the presence of Jesus Christ and you could look over there and you could see that person that you talked to. Amen. That is our joy. That is the glory of, of what God gives us. And he gives us a crown of rejoicing. On top of it all, we get a crown of rejoicing for sharing a testimony that won somebody to Jesus Christ. Wow! You talk about double dipping. You know, you kick Folks, there would be no greater joy than someone that you talked to that, that came to the Lord. Wow! That, that, that you were used by him. To, to touch a life. Wow. How awesome. The next one is Second Timothy 4, uh, 6 through 8. It is the crown of righteousness. The crown of righteousness. Second Timothy 4, 6 through 8. Where is it? There it is. For I am already being poured out as a, as a drink offering, And the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race, but I have kept the faith. And finally, there is laid up for me, this is Paul saying this, the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on that day. And not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearing. For those who have fought the good fight, Fought the good fight. Gone through the trials and the tribulations and all that that we go through on this earth. But we love his appearing. And we're looking for his appearing. And we're looking for him to come back. How awesome that is. A crown of righteousness that he gives us. The next one is is 1 Corinthians. Are you keeping all this down here? 1 Corinthians 9.25 1 Corinthians 9.25 And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. The body is built for it. The soul is ready for it. I've studied my word. He has strengthened me. He has strengthened me, the temperate, in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. The body is fit, the soul is ready, we're studied, we're, we're one in the Lord Jesus Christ. The body is, this is almost like, like the athlete who goes out and, and, and goes through a, an exercise routine and at the end of the exercise routine he does a few more just for the sake of doing a few more because he knows it pays off. It's the same thing, same thing as that. And now, the last one. This is the crown of glory. This one I'm kind of partial to. Kind of. It's 1 Peter 5 2 through 4. Oh, it's easier to read up here. Shepherd the flock of God which is among you, serving as overseers, not by compulsion, but willingly, not for dishonest gain, but eagerly. Man, love it. Love it. It's, this isn't for personal gain. Guys, when, when you see, when, when you turn on the TV, and you say, I don't know if it's on, I've never watched it before, but that was at L.A. Preachers or something like that, and they're driving around in Bentleys and, and all of this stuff, folks. There's something wrong there. Something wrong. If we're doing five or six offerings during the, during the, uh, the service um, so that I can have my own jet, which would be cool. But it's, um, folks, this isn't done for personal gain. This is done because I love Jesus Christ. And you see, and it's not just preachers. It's not. It's It's leadership. It's those who, who are in, those, these are teachers, these are leaders in the church. This is all of it. It's not done for personal gain. It's done for the love of the Lord. And that's what it's all about. So that's why the church can work when it's done for the right reasons. When it's done for the right reasons. I kind of like that one. I kind of like that. The crown of glory. So listen, we know that when we are in heaven, when we get to heaven, and we're all all together. Do you think that what we're going to do is, is have this great big awards banquet where someone's going to be up there like Bob Barker and he's going to say, Come on down! <laughs> no. That's not how it works. That, that's not how it works. Not at all. Not at all, not at all, not at all. Flip over... Uh, In 2 Corinthians 5, uh, 5, 9 through 11, 2 Corinthians 5, 9 through 11, I got it, where it says this, Therefore, we make it our aim, whether present or absent, to be well-pleasing to him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. That each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. Knowing, therefore, the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. But we are well known to God, and I also trust are well known in our consciences. Folks, um, this is called We Will All Stand Before Jesus Christ. There's not one of us here Today, if you're saved, because this is actually Paul speaking to um, his, his believers. And he says, guys, we're all going to stand before Jesus Christ. Every one of us, personally, will stand before him. It is called the judgment seat or the bema seat. They used to, it's, it's, a, raised, it's a raised platform. And um, in, in the farther in, into the New Testament that, that this went, um, the Bema turned into, into a, what, what they would call a judgment seat. In other words, Christ will be raised and we will stand before him. Um, this is something that scares people sometimes when we look at this and we'll say, whoa, wait a minute. The good or bad, what, what, what is this? I thought I was forgiven for my sins. You are. This judgment seat before Christ is not to damnation. It is not. The damnation part comes from the great white throne. You don't want to be there. You don't want to be there. Take that seriously. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior... According to Scripture and from the absolute bottom of my heart, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you'll meet him at the great white throne, and you don't want to be there. I'd much rather meet him at the judgment seat. <laughs> good or bad? You see, the good or bad is, is, is what we have done in this life. The good things that we do, the bad things that we do as Christians. We stand before Jesus Christ. The good or the bad is what we've done for the building of the church in the name of Jesus Christ. The building of the church. It's what it's for. It's what it's about. Flip over in 1 Corinthians 3, 11 and 5. This is such a good example of Christ's judgment on, on believers. 1 Corinthians 3, 11 through 15 For no other foundation can one lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. He is the foundation, folks. It's the foundation of the church. That's what what he is. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, or straw, each one's work will become clear for the day. For the day, the day of judgment, the day where we stand before him. We'll de- for the day, will declare it, because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work which he has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved, yet so through fire. Okay, now that right there is telling you that we, as we stand before the Lord Jesus Christ on, on that judgment day, that seat of judgment, he does not come and say, Man, you were bad. You're out of here. No. It says right in Scripture. It says it right there. He says that, that we stand for it. And, and the things that we've done will be tested if you built on this foundation and you build it with gold and silver and precious stones, it will withstand the fire. But if you, what you have built and what you have done in the church, if, if that is built of, of wood and hay and straw, guess what? It's going up in flames. It's going up in flames. And, 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 we'll, and we'll know it. Listen, um. I think that, that this particular time that we stand before Christ is going to be it, could be, it could be rough. It is. I think there's going to be a lot of joy. I think there's going to be a lot of tears. You know, it, it says in Scripture that, that the Lord will, will dry all the tears of us in, in heaven. But guys, that's later. That's back when the new Jerusalem is coming. That's when he dries all the tears. I, I think that, that standing before the judgment seat is something that, that we, we're just, we have to do, but I also think that it'll be a time that, that will be particularly hard for us because we'll know our failures. I've always said that, that I've often thought that, that the Lord would say, Say, how many people do I have to parade in front of you before you'll acknowledge me? You know, um, and, and if that's the case, that's where that would happen. You know, it's, it's um, what we build. Who you are in, in his church. You don't want this to be Something that, that you're doing in the church that could be considered to be wood, hay, or straw. It's, it's the seeds that, that, you, that you plant. Do you, do you plant seeds of, of hope? Do you plant seeds of grace? Or do you plant seeds of discord? Because the discord is going to go up in flames. Okay? Um. In, in, this isn't on the screen, so don't worry about it, um, guys. Galatians 6, 7 says, Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that yet he, that also he'll... He's got, you're going to reap it, if I, could, if I could read. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. What you put into it is what you get out of it. You sow discord as a Christian... We're, we're going we're gonna to face that. We're going to face that time. You see, is, is the care and the strengthening of the church important to Jesus Christ? You better believe it. This is his church. Jesus Christ shed his blood for this church. Do you think that he cares what goes on in his church? You better believe it. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. He gives rewards for it. He does. Over in, uh, uh, and this isn't there either, but in in Revelation 4, this is where we're given given the idea, guys, that the reason for the crowns is, is for the opportunity to take off those crowns and to lay them at the feet of Jesus Christ. Now, we could say, Hey, you know, I just want to get to the Olympics. Um, all I really want to do is, is get to heaven. I really don't care about the crowns. Don't say that. Because I think, I really do believe, and this is totally scriptural here in what I'm reading and about the crowns, and, and I want you to, to know I think you're going to care. I really do. And and I think that that the difference between laying your crown at the feet of Jesus and not being able to is going to hurt. It's going to be it's going to be terrible because I think that's what we want to do. That's where we want to be. You know um, the goals that we have set before you. These. Those goals are set for the ministry ministries of, of gold and silver and of precious stone. Those are those goals. And and they're built on the foundation of Jesus Christ. You see, this, the numbers, you're wearing them, the numbers are for the glorification of, of Jesus Christ in this community. They are The gold, silver, the precious stones. They are to the glory of God and and they're meant to strengthen, strengthen His church. Strengthen it. Strengthen it. Have you thought, just for a moment, have you thought about every hour that you give and every heart that you touch for every soul that you bring through these doors? your work is revealed to God. Everything that you do, every work in the church, every song that you sing, every communion you take to to shut-ins, everything that you do, he sees it. He sees it. And it's to the glory of God, but it's to the glory of his church, which, folks, I don't know, but I'll tell you, there's a lot of churches that are suffering today. And they're suffering because they aren't doing this. They're suffering because what they have done with their Christian lives is that they started to live in a vacuum. Your Christian life cannot be lived in a vacuum. It cannot. It can't. There's nowhere in Scripture that talks about this, that, that keep that. In fact, what does he say about the light in the basket? You can't do it. You can't cover that light with a basket. You can't live your life in a vacuum. Think about it. Think about it, guys. I, I'll, I'll tell you. Um, we have. We, it's been a remarkable start. We have done great things. You, you, are, you are doing things that I never knew that you did. And it's all coming out. It really is. It's, it's being shown. I see it in your excitement. I see it in the face of, of people who, who try to get into one spot and they can't, can't get in there to serve, so they go somewhere else. And they're blessed by it. And lives are being touched by it. Singing songs doing karaoke, doing, doing so many different things to touch a life for Jesus Christ. Not complaining about it. Not sitting back going, I don't like the color of the rug. Mm. No, out doing something for Christ. And he sees it and he sees it and it's going to be important to you because one day you're going to receive a crown for doing it. Amen. 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 What a glad- You know, folks, you can't outgive him. You can't do it. You'll double dip through life. You'll, you'll get the joy of touching hearts and, and making a difference in people's lives, and then you'll come before the Lord Jesus Christ, and he'll give you a crown. Amen. He'll give you a crown. Good job. You've heard that. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Folks, it's all I want to hear. It's all I want to hear. You know, that's where that happens. Folks, all that you do, he knows about. And all that he does and all that you do is being written down. Folks, fill the papers. Fill the hours. Bring people in because this living in a vacuum, don't get it. Praising God together does. It does. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, I, uh, I give you thanks for who you are as our God. To know that in this life we just cannot possibly, possibly outgive you. That there is, is so much that we as Christians have to look forward to. To know that, that we're not supposed to live in, in a vacuum in this life but that we're supposed to praise you, that we're supposed to share you, that we're supposed to reach out and to touch people, all in the name of Jesus Christ. And, and through it all, the joy that we received, through that, will be given to us as a crown in eternity, all to lay at your feet. Father, I, I thank you. I love you. I know that the hearts in this, in this room are so touched by, by the love that you have shown each and every one. Father, bless each one as only you can. And we pray this in your most precious name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Trinity Now podcast. For more information about Trinity Church, Please visit us online at TrinityChurchNow.com We hope today's sermon has touched your heart and we hope you will join us next week for another message from God's Word.